welcome to the heartbeat. So cheating and ghosting and infidelity are among the things that people ask me a lot of questions about because there's a lot of confusion, you know, like why do people do it? And that's what today's episode is about. You'll hear in the very beginning, I did a little bit more detail once we actually started recording, um, but Justin Blackburn is the boyfriend to Gianna who we had on the podcast for episode 364 and she told her story of how she was cheated on and they have since fixed the relationship and he dm'd me and was like yo you would would you want my side of the story i'm like yeah that's perfect and that's an amazing idea so it was an awesome episode and there's tons of powerful insights and perspective shifts that you can have whether you have cheated yourself and you're beating yourself up for it and and able to move on or you've been cheated on and you really want to set yourself free to be able to trust again this dynamic um, of the past episode and then this one will give you a lot of powerful insights so i'm really excited for this one again this is justin blackburn he is the boyfriend to gianna who we had on episode 364 and he is a life coach comedian and just an overall dope dude so we had an amazing conversation you're listening to it right now be sure to hit that follow button and the like button and the share button and all the buttons on your phone <laughs> light it up review this podcast by the way if you haven't already it's always greatly appreciated and it helps me out and also getting this message to more hearts so without further ado Sit back, take some notes if you need to. You're listening to The Heartbeat. So I'm really excited about this episode. It's already starting out different than most because this episode's going to be different than most. It's a follow-up to not last week's podcast, but the podcast before that. I should have gotten the podcast number, but um, I interviewed Gianna. And she was telling her story about the truth of infidelity and how um, she got cheated on and that whole situation and how she's still with her boyfriend. Well, he hit me up and was like, yo, you want my side of the story? I'm like, fuck yeah. And here we are. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks you for having me. Dude, thanks for reaching out. Well, so I, I'm going to just kind of dive in right away. I know that you mis- messaged me. You were like, that was an amazing episode. Would you want to hear my side of the story as to why I cheated? And I think that that would be very uh, eye-opening and healing for a lot of people. Um, because I know for myself, like I've been cheated on three times, three different relationships. Um, I've never actually cheated myself, but uh, yeah, man, like what kind of brought you to number one, reach out, but then obviously like cheat. Um, well, I just think like reaching out, I just listened to the episode. I felt like you guys did a great job and I feel like the cheater, uh, aspect isn't brought to the enough attention because, yeah. you know, people feel bad. They feel a lot of shame. Mm. So they don't really like to own things. And you said something about what, which I love to practice too, which is like radical ownership. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just felt the inspiration and, and flowed with it. I love it. And now we're here. Yeah. And, and well, to say why I cheated, I think that, um, 
I think it begins with, for me personally, and this obviously I'm a different human being, so I'm not saying that this is for everyone, but I feel like I did a lot of spiritually bypassing when I was younger. So could you explain that for people that may not know what that is? Okay, so it's it's when you sort of um, use spirituality as a way to not confront whatever's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for in, in my instance, when I, I was cheated on uh, by a, a girl uh, three times and um, – I one of the times, which is funny, I was I do stand up comedy, so mm-hmm. I was actually doing a stand up comedy bit that didn't really go well uh, <laughs> about me making fun of myself for getting upset that my girlfriend cheated on me, and I was like, "Boo hoo hoo! I'm such a little bitch. My girlfriend's uh, vagina is in is with someone else's penis," and I just made fun of myself for caring. So mm-hmm. what that did is I felt like I didn't. I felt like I was supposed to be unconditional love mm-hmm. when I was younger. And I did, it was more of what my ego thought unconditional love would do. <laughs> so I didn't really have boundaries. Mm, that is so, huge. Totally. Mm. So, so when I, when uh, this person cheated on me, I rationalized it in my mind where I was angry on one level, but then I wouldn't let myself go to go from anger to hurt to feel the pain. So I only let myself go to angry and then I stopped it. And I was like, why do I care? Like, I don't own her. She can, you know, do whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. she wants, which on one level it's true. But on another level, we did have this agreement that we were uh, monogamous. Mm -hmm. So, She's breaking trust. Yeah. Um, but I didn't let myself feel those feelings. So that. What'd you do instead? Um, spiritually bypass. Just made yeah, myself. But like, what, what did you, like, what did you do to kind of avoid it? I just told myself, like, I don't own her. That's not, um, you know, she can do what she wants. And yeah, I, I remember I got angry at her, but then like, I like stopped being angry and was like, no, it's okay. Da 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 da. You, you know, I, I, I didn't go into the emotion. Yeah. So, so many people alive right now. And, and cause, um, you know, the way, uh, black America is treated is so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that comes from white people not being able to feel emotion. So they don't understand, <laughs> right. you know, they think they see a cop and the cop pulls them over. They don't feel, feel fear. So they can't understand that someone else would feel fear, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of get over it. Mm-hmm. And because when you don't feel your feelings, when you're not emotionally in touch with what's happening, you're bypassing the situation and you never really resolve it emotionally and internally right so i never resolved that and so cheating to me wasn't a big deal because Mm -hmm. i didn't feel the hurt from it you were just so disconnected like exactly 
I was so disconnected from how it would make someone else feel that I sort of was like, I don't give a shit. It's not a big deal. So um, Mm -hmm. Gianna and I didn't really have the best sex life at the beginning of our relationship. We didn't really have much of one. Mm -hmm. And um, Was that mainly because y'all were long distance? Long distance and some other things. Yeah. Um, And so, so I was, uh, I remember I was, uh, I did, I had a show in this one town, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And then I drove to my buddy's place in Columbia, South Carolina. And we went out and I saw this ex-girlfriend that I had a really great sexual chemistry with like Mm. with Gianna, I have this, we always have had this incredibly like, I feel like I'm, I've always kind of been 80% of the time. I feel like I'm different than most guys because I've always been more attracted to the person's mind Mm -hmm. than I have. Like I never growing up, I never really got like, I never had sex until I was like 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. So when all my guy friends would be like, oh, God, I got to get laid tonight. I would be like, I didn't care. It didn't really yeah. mean anything to me because mm-hmm. I never experienced it. And I always kind of wanted like, I was always more attracted to like a soulmate. Right. So sex was never a big deal. But I did have like maybe a couple women that I did have really great it was kind of like I maybe separated. I remember I had a, a girlfriend break up with me because she said I sucked at sex and our sex wasn't good. Wow. But I just thought she was cool, honestly. Like, mm. I liked hanging out with her. Yeah. And I didn't really care about, honestly, having sex with her, which sucks, I guess, for, like, the way you're 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 taught and, like, you get <laughs> right. together too, fuck. I kind of got with, like, I was attracted to people because they were cool. Like I, yeah. oh, they're cool. I like hanging out with them. Um, it was always more of a, but you know, like I said, I had maybe two relationships that were kind of purely, in my opinion, not purely, but but a lot of very sexual. Mm-hmm. And I ran into this uh, uh, woman, and she said, um, the first thing she said to me was like, "I've been having all these dreams of you fucking me." And I was like, damn, okay. And I was instantly turned on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we uh we danced a lot. And then it was and then we didn't even we didn't even actually have sex. Um, but we like hooked up and things like that. And yeah. um I didn't tell Gianna because of what I mean, one of the reasons I didn't tell her is because she said because of that argument where she was like if somebody cheats on me, it's over. Um, and I was like, yeah, you can cheat on me. I wouldn't get shit. I even told her, I remember when we first started seeing each other, uh, when I first left Iowa, I was like, go have a bunch of sex with random dudes. Like, mm-hmm. go experience it, you know? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I didn't really, um, I didn't, I didn't really um, feel that in my mind, because I didn't really know that cheating wasn't a big deal to me, I didn't really understand how it could be, or I didn't really think full, full, mm-hmm. fully through it that it was to her. Yeah, and um, I want to stop yeah, you yeah. there real quick. Yeah, and just point out like 
for everybody tuning in, I think there's this stigma or stereotype that guys just want to have sex all the time. And I love that you pointed that out, that you were like falling in love with people for who they are as a person. And yeah. I'm, I'm a very similar way. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, sexual creatures and obviously there's a pull there, but I'm more like drawn to somebody if I want to hang out with them all the time, not if it's just going to be like a hookup situation. Um, and so I think that that's important to highlight and, and note in that, um, even in that with holding it in that way, like you still cheated. So it's, it kind of mutes the argument of all guys just want to fuck everything. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, honestly, um, this person that, that I had that relationship with that just sort of like, I think you know, memories are kind of foggy, mm -hmm. but I think she was really attracted to me and really wanted to have sex with me a lot. And I was like, cool. And then, I, and then I really enjoyed it because it was like really free and awesome. Yeah. Um, so I think usually like anytime I would try to go out and just get laid, I would always end up like, basically giving intuitive readings to women and talking about like their you know issues till yeah. like three or four in the morning like that's happening <laughs> the times. Um, and, yeah i'm the same way yeah and, and it's you know even times where after it happened i regretted it i was like i remember one time i was i was uh these girls wanted to have a threesome and we ended up just like reading tarot cards and i remember like <laughs> The next day thinking, damn, that was really stupid. Which <laughs> uh, I'm like a part of me, you know, like, damn, that would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just like how I, like, I just think that we're just so programmed to think everybody just wants to have sex. And I don't think that that's, at least that's really never been my MO. Right. And the time that it, uh, there was maybe a, uh, um, uh, so I, I was really, uh, I had this girlfriend that I moved to Costa Rica with and we had this really cool relationship and this is before Gianna and she, um, we, things went bad, uh, mm -hmm. kind of toxic where she was kind of telling me that like, I'm not a man and I can't take care of her for her, you know, financially and support her and all this shit. and. Mm -hmm. That hurt me. She she kind of very damaged my ego. Mm. And there was a period of that time after we stopped seeing each other where I do, I did say a couple of creepy things to women um, coming from a place of yeah, sexually saying a couple of sexually inappropriate things to two or one that I can think of. And then I treated this other girl kind of weird. Um, afterwards, and that was coming from this place that didn't feel like a man, mm -hmm. and I needed like this sex to justify it, right? Or something it's coming from like an insecurity, and it's a mask of like, oh, you know, if there's this chemistry, then I'll feel more like a man. Totally, and it was so really it's like weird. A, it's an outreach of boundaries, and you're not even aware of other people. It's yeah, yeah. It was unlike it was unlike me, but when I when I sort of after because I always reflect on myself 
I was like, damn, why am I doing that? And then it was like, oh, because I'm needing like I'm using like getting a hookup as a way to feel better about myself, which I never needed that ever until that situation happened where I felt like she sort of, you know, beat me down uh, Mm -hmm. emotionally. Right. And it's interesting how that like that, because I was always looking for, like I said, like the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was never really a thing for me, but but yeah, back to the to the cheating thing. So I didn't tell her. And then I also rationalized in my head, like, you know, that's not a big deal. Uh, who cares? It was just a hookup. We didn't even have sex. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, I just won't tell her. And so I thought I could do that. But then we moved in together and started spending a lot of time together. And she would tell me, oh, my God, you're such a great guy. I love you so much. You're the sweetest guy in the world. And there would be this, cause you know, I'm, I'm self-aware yeah. there would be this, then I want to be an in integrity. There would be this voice that would come up and be like, you're a fucking liar. You're mm. a piece of shit. You know, like yeah. consistently. So I, to basically rid myself of the voice, I, I was like, listen, if you want to break up with me, I totally understand. I fucked up. I, you know, take all the time you need to kind of get over this, but I was wrong. And like a year ago or eight months ago or however long ago, uh, I don't really remember the time frame. I had sex with this other person or I didn't have sex. Actually, I hooked up with this other person. Mm-hmm. Um, I cheated on you. So, so yeah, so that was basically the thing that happened. Um, mm-hmm. and that's why I waited to tell her and, and, you know, she did get pretty upset. There was there was kind of like this one part of her didn't care, but then this other part of her was pretty upset. Right. And it was it was a it was a long week week and a half. But at the same time, I was I, I do remember being very like um, supportive to whatever she felt mm-hmm. because I think when you're in the in the wrong, and obviously if you kind of look at it like a a spiritually sort of way, you know, you're kind of co-creating situations, but mm-hmm. uh, I like to be more human than that because we're in a human body. So I always like to take responsibility for my mistakes first yeah. because, you know, you know, I, I told her, you know, if you want to break up with me, that's fine. I, I mean, I don't want you to, but I totally understand it. You're allowed to do whatever you want. I'm incredibly sorry. And when she was mad at me and stuff, I was like, you're right. You should be mad at me. I suck. And I think that did give that made it go quicker because I didn't really you try to defend your shit. Yeah, yeah, because I did. There's nothing to defend there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a point that to make of like you just fucking owned it, and you were you told her out of just like your own integrity of like can't keep feeling this way anymore. You wanted that freedom from that voice and everything. Yeah, and it, yeah. and if you do if you do mistakes, if you, if you do things like that. You do have to, you know, suffer the consequences right. and, and confront the consequences if they are, you know, breaking up. And and mm-hmm. we had and we had both evolved. I feel like me and Gianna have evolved amazingly in our time because we're both. So I think that's what makes our relationship so great mm-hmm. as we're as, like she actually broke up with me. 
four or five months into the relationship. And when she broke up with me, I was like, damn, that sucks because I wasn't really that like hurt. I was more like, damn, that sucks because we have a ton of potential together. Cause mm. I, I never met anybody. What attracted me to Gianna's like her mind. I had never met anybody so limitless in thinking. Mm. And I feel like I've always been very <laughs> limitless in thinking to a certain extent. I mean, I sort I still have my like limitations on things, but mm-hmm. I was always really attracted to this. Like, you know, there is no limit to what we can do and what we can create mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yeah. I remember thinking, damn, that that potential we had such great potential to grow mm-hmm. so luckily gianna you know felt that too and we got back together and things are going well that's amazing yeah and i think that uh, just to kind of highlight and point out some of the things you mentioned of um like it wasn't like you were going out and trying to seek tail and get laid you you know, it was, but it was coming. Where do you think it came from? Like, cause you said, you know, she broke you the words, like broke you down. And I understand what you're trying to say, but, um, are you talking about my ex? Yeah. Yeah. How she like broke yeah. you down and got you in a vulnerable place. Um, obviously you're also owning up to the fact of that was a fuck up and that was a moment of weakness, which is why you were able to heal from it, you know, with her and everything down the road. But like, what do you think in terms of a prevention side could people do that are in a similar, like, just don't want to get cheated on, obviously, but uh, might have, might be in a similar situation or circumstance um, to do? Because, I mean, obviously, you could say just say no, but there's. I think, I mean, like, honestly, I'm a huge believer and not everybody is this way, but I'm a huge believer in radical honesty. Hmm. And. You know, I think we live in a world where people with good reason are really ready to kind of like just fucking hate you for doing <laughs> mm-hmm. and which I like the cancel culture world. I'm all for it because I <laughs> yeah. think people need to. I think that's coming from a place of years and years of people just being shitty and right. nobody owning any and nothing happening to them. Mm-hmm. but. Um, I do think it's like people are afraid to own things because they're afraid of getting canceled or humiliated or people telling them what a piece of shit they are. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I think like, that's where I think radical honesty comes in where it's like, you know, maybe I should have called her right after the woman said that to me, I've been having all these dreams that I want to have sex with you. And uh, I should have said, hold on, let me call my girlfriend. <laughs> right. Let me get some accountability up in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this is how I'm feeling. And, you know, I am because, you know, we did have a great, you know, sexual chemistry. But I, what I've learned is, you know, I think like, and th- this this might maybe help some people out. Where it is, it's really easy to to have a like a hot hookup with anyone on some mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Two people hanging out, having like one amazing night where they have great sex, or even 
multiple times. Like, I feel like that's a very easy thing to do because sex is fun. You know, it's pleasurable. Mm-hmm. But I think what's a difficult thing to do is like what Gianna and I have, or at least at this point in evolution, is a honest relationship with the person. Right. Where you've grown be, as, you've grown together. Yeah, yeah. Where we can be completely honest with each other and not be defensive and try to put each other down or and we're not perfect. Like we got into a little bit of a fight on Saturday, last last Saturday. Um, but like, you know, we get in arguments and things, but I think that, that being able to be having a person that you can be totally honest with is like the most refreshing thing ever. And knowing that, cause you know, like I've said this before where it's like, if I'm, um, uh, back before, uh, you know, where you could go do yoga classes or something. I don't know. Um, you know, COVID. Let's say I go to this yoga studio and there's like a hot yoga teacher and we make eyes at each other or something, mm-hmm. which I don't really ever have that happen because I don't, I'm not really on that vibe. But, um, let's say that happens and I'm like, Oh no, shit. And then the next time I go there, it happens again and it kind of turns me on. I'm like, whoa. And then I get kind of turned on by the fact that it's, um, it's mysterious. It There's mysterious cheating. Yeah. I raised myself on internet porn, you know? So maybe I'm, those things are kicking in that momentum. And then I don't say anything and I don't say anything and I don't say anything. And then we end up, you know, fucking in the, in the back of a parking lot somewhere, you know, whatever. And, yeah. That all could have been avoided if I'd have been like, yeah, this girl, uh, yoga instructor and I kind of started making eye contact and it was, yeah, whatever. And just telling it about her, it's no longer that mysterious energy is kind of gone mm-hmm. or that, you know, because I, th- I think there is this like mysterious, oh, well, we can have this amazing sex. And but then it's like, you're still human, like. You still have to deal with the everyday problems and you still have to deal with each other's deep-rooted issues and all that. You know what I'm saying? All that Mm -hmm. kind of shit. Right. Yeah, it's it's like you're focusing on this. Yeah, it's like you're focusing on the selection, right? Of like, uh, you're just being very aware of of the compatibility, right? And it's not just like, oh, this is a good hookup, but like in the long run, which I think is important. And then also, you know, you've mentioned radical honesty. Uh, taking ownership, like the you're you're both are able to do that in your relationship because you're both there within yourselves. Like having just talked totally. to both of you, each one of you has kind of done your quote unquote shadow work of being honest as fuck with yourself, and that's why you can be honest with each other and why it's kind of like you know growing in that direction. Uh, Great, which is beautiful, yeah. And totally. so yeah, just re- reiterating that for everybody tuning in, like. It is, yes, about finding the right partner, but it's also about becoming the right partner and doing the work within yourself and not just trying to make somebody something. <laughs> you got to, totally. you know. It's about becoming the person that, like, to know your soulmate, you have to know what's in your soul. Mm. And if you um, don't know what's in your soul, you're not going to find your soulmate. That's so true. I love that. Yeah. And the, I just think we go ahead. there. One of the reasons I feel like I have able been able to have like 
relationship problems. I think this kind of makes me, um, cause I also do uh relationship coaching as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not as passionate about it as Gianna. Um, because I think that it was never a thing that I felt like I had to get over mm-hmm. on some level. I feel like I had all, I all, like I always had, I never really gave a shit about relationships. So mm-hmm. relationships kind of just kept coming to me because I never got any when I was younger. Nobody ever really liked me. I was like obsessed with this one girl uh, through like from like 18 to 22. Um, and then I just didn't really care. So I didn't have any kind of, I wasn't really ever really hiding things from people. I wasn't really trying to ever get anything from people. Mm-hmm. I was never like, I need to pretend to be this way. So people will like me because I didn't give a shit about getting relationships. So they just kept coming to me because there was not like a, there. I didn't really feel like I had to work through anything. If that makes sense, where when relationships mean a lot to a person, they have that momentum there. Um, you know, Gianna had lots of bad relationships. Plus, um, the the parents were very, uh, very abusive and crazy. That she has all this passion to really help people out because that was the thing she struggled with. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like I didn't ever really struggle with it because I didn't really give a shit. I mean, I definitely struggled in certain relationships at times, mm-hmm. but I never felt. Like, oh, no, I can't get a girl because I just right. didn't care. Right. I never really felt lonely. So I never really was like, I need anyone. So was, do you think that was because of spiritual bypassing or do you think that was because your attention was on other things? Like genuinely at the uh, core? Great question. I think it was both. I think mm-hmm. there was like a spiritual bypassing of like not really tapping into my heart on mm-hmm. some level. Uh, but also like I was always into like more like writing and creativity. Um, You're kind of like following your I passions. Following my passions mm. than I was like necessarily like, and, and I, and I also think I didn't really have lots of like deep rooted insecurities and jealousy issues, which those energies make you act certain ways right Right. so they make you're you're seeking validation out of a relationship Mm -hmm. so when i'm i'm not seeking validation out of a relationship so i'm not really like um yeah i'm not i'm not really trying to get one because it's not really the making me it's making me feel better obviously i like being in relationships but it's not like if I don't get a relationship, my life sucks. I've also never really been into the, you know, go to college, get a job, get married, have kids, sort of. I never bought into that. Yeah. Which I think is helpful because you don't have any of those impressions uh, or conditionings, which I think a lot of society exactly. is run on. Totally. Has, yeah. and, then, and then you start to feel bad about yourself because, I mean, I felt bad about myself in other ways. And I'm saying I don't have any of that. Right. But when it came to relationships. It just never that conditioning. Some I, I missed that day at school. Mm. <laughs> you were probably 
in your head creating stuff artistically. Yeah, I was in my head <laughs> about something. Yeah. Or on another level. So I didn't really feel like, oh man. Right. I right. Need, yeah. yeah. Which I'm sure is just helps a lot. So that's interesting. Totally. And uh, I guess since both of y'all are like relationship coaches, um, how do you think that that's played into your relationship? Um, well, I, yeah, I, I do like, I, I have like a pay, I do life coaching and, okay. but yeah. I do have a page where I kind of promote my relationship coaching and I don't do that as much. And mm-hmm. I don't actually have any relationship clients right now. Um, but Gianna's way more, uh, and she's incredible relationship coach. She's great. Um, I think it just plays into just, I think it's more about who we are first before being coaches. I think it's just like, we're both people who want to grow and want to experience that deep, everlasting love within ourselves Mm -hmm. and give that to, to the world and be in that place. And, and be in integrity and and really love life, every yeah. aspect of it. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I feel like I've always been about is just like really wanting to not saying that I've lived up to it, but mm-hmm. a genuine desire to just really love every aspect of life. Right. And I think that in just uh, from observation, like you're saying, like that that's what you are desiring is to fall in love with life and you're detached from that, like how that looks very much. Yeah. So you're, you're not really focused on the how, which the how is like the relationship and the job and the things and the degree. Right. And totally. that's what a Before, lot of people yeah. are, are sold on. Yeah. I was actually talking with a client um, this week. So I guess I was kind of, I was doing relationship coaching. Uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't hire me specifically for that, but she was, she's in a relationship that doesn't feel 100%. And I was talking to her about like, and she's afraid of losing it, you know, Mm -hmm. but the thing about like the universe is you can't lose anything. You can lose like the form of it. Like I have a close friend, two close friends that I feel like I've been giving way too much and they give nothing a Mm -hmm. little, right? Mm -hmm. They don't, sometimes they don't, if I, if I have a heartfelt text or something and express myself, they just don't respond. They don't, they don't, they can't go there with me. Right. So I was telling her like, I broke up with them Mm -hmm. and, but I don't, but I'm still going to have, like, as I broke up with them, millions of people were like, thank God. I'm ready to get, I want to be that friend in the universe, right? Mm. Because I might not be their friends, but my, I'm a, I'm an ama- in my opinion, I'm an amazing friend. I'm caring. Mm-hmm. I'm loving. You can talk to me about anything. I'm there for you. So there's millions of people that want that in the world. Right. So You're looking at what you're f- getting, not what you're losing. Yeah. yeah. So the form might change. It might not be these two people, mm-hmm. but it's going to be someone and I already have great friends and I can take that energy that I'm giving there and putting it to them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's, it, you can't, the whole universe is a reflection of what's going on within you and you can't lose any, nothing can be lost in the sense that, that 
the form of it can be lost, but the energy is is eternal. Mm-hmm. So you can't lose it. Right. It's going to show up in a different way. And a lot of that is and just better, trust and better perspective. Totally. You can't yeah. not not do that. And it's <laughs> going to be better because you're – you've put into – like after the uh, – and I honestly was – this was just like nothing that I was trying to do. Um, meaning I didn't read some book and be like, I need to – manifest my next partner's step five right i literally i was having a a, um a negative interaction with my ex and i remember i was like this is it i'm gonna go get my shit because we were living together and i moved out i was like i'm gonna go get the rest of my shit i'm gonna delete her from my phone and that's it i'm done and that day i was just like okay it was just so natural I think that's what helped create Gianna where I was like, what do I want? And it was basically like the opposite of certain things that she did. Like she hated Abraham Hicks. So the, one of the first things I was wrote, my next partner loves Abraham Hicks (laughs) and just sort of things like that. And it was like this pure desire that had no, that I wasn't attached to because I didn't really care about getting another relationship. I was just like, I got to get this energy and push it over here. I got to move it because I can't handle it. I can't. So, and then Gianna came, you know, I want, and like my last partner was very, um, looked to me to do everything financially. And even times when Gianna, like when we first met and Gianna wasn't, I did most of the things financially. Anytime she got money, she would take me out to dinner. You know, it was like very, she was very sweet or she would buy me Christmas presents with very little money. And when we first started dating Mm -hmm. and she was very, I don't want to be like, I'm not looking to you to do everything. Right. Yeah. Like financial independence. And yeah, she's clear, very fine. Get clear on what you wanted, and then you boom. And you were also sick and tired of your own shit. Exactly. I got clear yeah. on what I wanted, and I didn't have any kind of desire to have it, too. So there, I wasn't attached to the yeah. desire. I, boom. I said it, and then I forgot about it. Honestly, you like I didn't care from the how it was going to happen. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't really even want it to happen. It was more of just like. Like taking this, like I was focusing too much on what I didn't want, which was her. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, time to focus on what I do want. I just wrote it down and then probably went and did a comedy show or something or went and saw, (laughs) you know, I just forgot about it. Yeah. Where do you think that faith comes from? Because you you do have a lot of faith of like, it'll work out like even before. And this, I'm kind of asking even for myself because I'm the same way in that like, you know, in terms of looking for a soulmate, you didn't, it's like, not that you didn't really care, but you just kind of knew it was going to happen. It seems. Um, well, honestly, it's, it's not really like, I didn't really have faith. I just didn't really, I just didn't really have attachment to hat wanting it. Mm. So like yeah. I was in, I was obsessed with this one person for like four years. And I thought I was going to be, and I was delusional and I was a dumb, dumb kid. And I didn't know anything. 
And when she basically said it was never going to happen, which she said it a lot of times, I just never listened because I was an idiot. And uh, <laughs> when I finally got the message, I was like, okay, I don't care anymore. Right. It was like, mm-hmm. there's no, I had already, I had put so much positive energy into wanting this amazing relationship and being this incredible person mm-hmm. for her mm-hmm. that the moment I, I put so much into my, if you, if people listen to Abraham Hicks, I put so much moven, momentum into my vortex yeah. that I literally just got out of my own way. But I didn't like consciously get out of my own way. It wasn't like I need to consciously get out of my, cause I didn't even understand that shit back then. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't care anymore. I was like, that's the person I want. It's over. Who cares? But it showed up. But what I wanted showed up in a different form. Like I don't ever talk to that other person anymore. Wish them all the best. Hope they're doing amazing. But the form of it came in Gianna. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like not having the, I guess I did have faith on some level. But it was just being really connected to love in myself and integrity. And um, I, I think I've always had a really – I think one of the things spiritually bypassing did for me, did well for me, mm-hmm. was it sort of disconnected me from my ego. Yeah, I was about to say, um, you definitely – it served you in, in that like non-attachment. Totally. So I didn't – so my ego was – I didn't, I could call myself out and not suffer because I wasn't so into my own ego. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh no, I need to defend my personality because I didn't feel like I had one on some Mm -hmm. level. Yeah. Like it was made up delusion of whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. It's an amazing viewpoint to have for sure. Of like how our vices or, you know, the, the shadow kind of do benefit us in a great way. Uh, it's important they to do. kind of have that awareness. Totally. The shadow does have, because everything is love. Everything is right. love energy. Everything wants to love. Even your anxiety and, and panic is like, um, when I was in Costa Rica with this person, uh, we were living together and I started having panic attacks. Um, and when I got back to America and our relationship ended, I was still having them because, you know, energy doesn't go anywhere. And uh, I eventually like told it, I was like, kill me panic. And it didn't. So then it didn't. And I just talked to it and I had an interview with it. And it just told me like, basically I'm scared and I'm trying to protect you. And then when I was like, Hey, you're, you're fucking up. You're, you're coming at it the wrong way. It totally dissipated mm. because it, it, I realized it was, it was just trying to help me. And then when I said, you know, I appreciate it, but you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're wrong. When it would come up again, I would, I would be like, oh, there you are again. Remember we had this conversation and then it just disappeared. Right. It's seeing the benefit of it and just seeing that it totally. was ineffective of the how. Yeah. Cause it, cause it wants to, it wanted to protect me. Right. But it just, it's not good at it. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a book, um, Emotional Genius that talks a lot about that and how your, your emotions are all having a pure, a pure purpose. And totally. uh, it's when you can right see that and you can stop like running and bypassing it and actually face them and 
intentionally like transmute it. Um, totally. To that's why I, effective, I, love right? I love yeah. your name, the heart guy. That's where the heart comes in because mm-hmm. when you can connect to that heart, you can, you can see, if you bring anger, like the first meditation I do with my clients is uh, essentially just a heart meditation where you go into your heart and you feel that deep love mm-hmm. and anything that doesn't feel that, feel like that, you bring it in there mm-hmm. and you, and you, and you examine it and you say, you know, just to let you know, you don't have to stay in this, but this is actually who you are. So if there's like a pain or an anger, when you bring your heart in, when you bring it into your heart, you you know, you say, hey, uh, I get you're angry, but this is this is here for you all the time if you ever want it, if you ever need it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be like, you know, you can tell your heart to fuck off for a thousand years. And then that next day, it's still going to love you, you know, and that's the beautiful thing of life. And when you can run your emotions through that aspect, you can really get to the bottom of, of why you're feeling, why you're feeling angry or whatever. Like I was feeling angry at my two friends that I was discussing. And when I go deeper, it's really just because I want people to treat me with respect. And that's a great thing. That's a great thing that I want. So it's like, you're not able to treat me with this or mutual respect. Um, you're not able to do that for me. So, you know, thank you for the memories. Yeah. I'm out. Right. That's an amazing perspective to have, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. We do have to cut the episode short here because I feel like this conversation could keep going. But <laughs> just because of time. Um, totally. but I love your perspectives and thank you so much for reaching out and coming on. Where can people find out more about you and what all you're doing? Cause I know you did mention you do life coaching. Yeah. Um, I have a, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Justin Blackburn at Instagram at poet comedian life coach. Uh, I have a Facebook page, Justin Blackburn coaching that I have, I'm going to start doing more with. And then, positive progressive poet comedian because i also do stand up and poetry awesome um so oh yeah so yeah awesome well i will link it down below in the show notes uh thanks again for jumping on man i appreciate it yeah i also have a book of poetry called love poems that manifested my soulmate okay. where i explain how the law i use how i use poetry and the law of attraction to create diana i love that Y'all go check it out. All that stuff's going to be in the show notes. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do.